0: what was that for sorry i'm just uh just imagining being in a room of total darkness right now oh (laughs) hello
1: i didn't even think about that you can just close your eyes guys but anyway we'll we'll, we'll get to that we'll (laughs) get
0: to that that is a good that's a very good point about this whole what you need to pay for to find uh, enlightenment thing but uh i guess we're trying to talk about wow alabaster we're doing this huh we're starting with the lakers today Oh
2: yeah. And this is interesting because I was listening to Zach Lowe talking about their their failed pursuit of Kyrie Irving and he, our patron saint of NBA Nerddom, said that if they'd gotten Kyrie, they would have been real title contenders. Which got me thinking, with Kyrie off the board, do you think the Lakers should still trade their future
0: picks and go all in this season? So I want to frame this discussion around a basic fact that occurred to me and was clarified by... The fact that the trade deadline is this week and LeBron James agreed to his extension, Dominique, his two year extension um, in August of 2022, which has by rule a six month moratorium where the guy who signed it cannot be traded. Which means that LeBron James, by single digit days, is missing the ability to actually use the leverage that comes with being LeBron James. And so he is trapped. The one thing he had never done before in his life, he is now actually boxed into. Which means that we're going to have a conversation that is just endlessly frustrating for LeBron James to hear in any form. Because he could actually solve it if only he didn't give away the one thing he never gives away.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're, uh, solve it. Like, that's the thing. I don't know. I, what is, it doesn't feel like there's a solution and or a realistic one. The best solution they have is one thing that trades can't um, address. It's Anthony Davis healthy and balling for an extended period of time. So, yes, even if he is doing that, you're going to need another piece. But if he's not doing that, there's not enough pieces out there. Um, LeBron will be there again next year, assuming he'll still be as um, – uh, impactful as he is now, so moving all these picks as if this is their last chance, like it's always to me in this case i, I there is a situation where I'm like, yeah, effort it go all in, but there are also situations where it's like it depends on what the deal is, and I'm not hearing the deal yep. now that Kyrie has moved. I'm not hearing the deal that is going to make them legitimate contenders immediately. I guess they could go try to raid the um the Raptors would be the only realistic. Everybody
0: wants to raid the Raptors. Right I mean, now. that's the that OG. It, no, it says a lot. Yeah. It says a lot. OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, both really good players, young players who are absolutely contributors, like all-star level players, and yeah. um, arguably. But the fact is, that's about it
2: yeah. in terms
0: of like what else is available. I mean, look, I, okay, Alabaster has run through the trade machine, and oh, you have uh, other names. Give that us you some think foolishness. Are, are that's not realistic. Are,
2: well, I actually think even OG Ananobi for the Lakers might not be realistic. Yeah. I think that the, the things that they're looking at to move the needle – and by the way, they started 2-10. and 10, They have been pretty good since. LeBron is playing an all-world level. Davis looks great again. Um, I don't know. I almost made him day ball. Um, but Davis looks great again. But I think it's if they want to go to the Raptors, it's looking at can you move the needle with Gary Trent Jr. Nope. and Fred Van Vliet. Nope. I knew you were going to say go Fred Can you go to the Bulls? Can, can you go to the Bulls? Can you pull Zach Levine, who has had another knee surgery, who's not the same athlete he was before? Can you go to the Wizards and say, do you really want to pay Bradley Beale $250 million over the next five years? How about this expiring? Things like that. And the question then is, if you're getting someone who might be easier to deal with than Kyrie, can they move the needle like
0: Kyrie could for this Lakers team? Yeah, I mean, look, the whole thing about Kyrie with LeBron is that LeBron has a relationship that we have presumed by force of LeBron thirsting so hard to be able to solve any of the issues about reliability, which to me was always a a fool's errand, honestly. Uh, But then when you see how wide open the Western Conference is, um, this is where I think temptation sets in in a real way. And the Lakers, for the record, yes, are third worst in the West. They're ahead of the Spurs and the Rockets. But by the same token, I'm looking this up. They're 12 games back from the one seed. And so it's all still plausible. It's just that for me, Dominique, like, man, I I think there is not just a realism that LeBron needs to sort of internalize around, like, are we going to win or not? Um, it's also just knowing, you know, that this isn't going to be good for the team. Like, and can you really expect it? It's a question of leverage. Like he knows why they're not doing it. He's it's the story is the same. The story has been the same for a year. It's when you say the names, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, can you create an argument in your head as to why they could win a title? Absolutely. They did. And yet. Yeah. and, And they did. And they did. And yet I don't think Lakers management here is acting out of a particular um agenda that's subtle it's it's not it's not confusing I totally get it and I just don't think LeBron has the juice to make his present more valuable than their future
1: yeah um yeah I don't know how valuable their future is but we talk about the West and just the NBA in general and we say it's wide open and there are different types of wide open this is not a wide open everybody sucks situation it's a wide open everybody sucks situation then all right by all means it's a wide open, any of these really good teams could win the championship. That's a different um, situation when you're going all in. And so the Lakers historically have never like really valued draft picks or used draft picks in part because it's such an attractive destination that yes. they can get players to come there. So like, I would not argue, save these draft draft picks so you can have a homegrown team. But I do think that those those draft picks are incredibly valuable. I think the challenging thing is, I mean, I guess it doesn't help you with Victor all that much this year, but draft picks in general that have uh, a shot at the lottery are never going to be more valuable than they are right now. So the the tough thing about trading your draft picks is presumably you make yourself no longer a lottery team, but anybody who'd be willing to give you legitimate return would hope that you're going to still be a lottery team. And
0: I mean, I guess they have one that's theirs. They try the pelicans got their other ones because of the anthony davis trade right like so they can't get victor is the problem even if they bottomed out yeah it's future draft picks
1: that don't have victor attached to them so it's not an attractive situation they're in no man's land and i mean i don't know let's just enjoy lebron let's just have fun he's gonna break the scoring record let's do that Can we
0: get LeBron Chris Paul? Can we do that? No, I think that'd be funny. That wouldn't be funny. You're mean. <laughs> He's so available. Chris Paul hates that his name got leaked in some form or fashion in this Nets Suns failed discussion. And now, Alabaster, tell me you are not morbidly curious about Chris Paul with LeBron finally. Oh, I would love that. No. Make it happen. Um
2: no, I, to your point, Dominique, you're talking about teams that are good that can win the title. And I just want to go. So Steph Curry is out at least a month with a knee injury that's apparently incredibly painful and so i'm looking at the top of the west do you trust the nuggets do you trust trust the grizzlies do you trust the pelicans do you trust the mavericks it's not like yeah yeah there are a bunch of good teams that could win but none of them are really like trustworthy juggernauts in a series against lebron james and anthony davis
1: yeah that's that's the so this is so funny because just a season ago i was getting mocked relentlessly (laughs) you were for saying like Hey, get these two in a series and watch out. And now you're making the same argument and you're using a a word like trust. Are they better than any of those teams? Hell no, they're not. They're like, I I mean, I guess maybe you could argue they're better than the Mavericks, but I, I, and then if it's about LeBron winning championships, they are way behind, in my view, those teams in the East. Like, I don't want to see. Uh, yeah. The Celtics. I don't want to see the 76ers Bucks. around them. I don't want to see the Bucks. So, like, that's you have to do something that's going to make them into a legitimate championship contender. And I don't know that there's a move out there that does that right now.
0: And I, I like that you are you. now at the get them in there. They could be scary. I. I can we find a clip from a year ago? No. In the same way that Tom Brady exactly a year ago did the same thing. I feel like you bullied. Alabaster, you bullied Dominique off of this take, and now you're trying to bully him back onto it. Alabaster just trying to fill
2: time with interesting content. It's just, I forgive yeah, it's just you, Alabaster. Stirring, stirring the pot. <sighs> um, I, I appreciate you for all the salient points, though, Dominique. I agree with all of them. Um, <laughs> it's a good producer yeah, yeah. right there, just advocating yeah. for the devil. <laughs> That's right. Um, okay, so this is airing on Wednesday. We're getting the debut of Kyrie Irving as a Mav. Tonight, Luca's probably still out, but what do you think the
0: Maverick ceiling is with these two guys? I mean, Jason Kidd had this quote, Dominique, that I think tells the whole story in like four seconds. He said, sometimes our offense is going to have to be our defense. And that is the problem because no one's going to outscore them because they are incredible. Like, I believe that that is a plausible aspiration. The most effective offense in the NBA, which they are already when Luca's on the floor. The problem is simply when he's off, they become, yeah, utterly mediocre. And now, hey, Kyrie not uh, around.
1: One thing that you know about coaches is coaches love to preach defense. If your head coach has already given up on your defense <laughs> before it's even before you've even had both your players healthy and on the court at the same time, you are in trouble. I think second round. That's, that's, that's their, that's their ceiling. I I think to me is second round game seven is, but I mean, I guess Lucas made it deeper than that um, by himself. And I was thoroughly surprised when he did. So I, I guess you could go further, but. I don't know. The, the, the head, damn head coach, the head coach, whatever you I ever know, heard an uh, NBA Gid. head coach Jason say, <laughs> you know what? We ain't tripping on this defense in the playoffs. Like that is not something that happens ever. I, I don't know. <laughs> Mike D'Antoni never even said that.
0: No, the notion that yeah, Kyrie, who, yes, and Kyrie's numbers by the way, which are exactly the same this year as they were last year at this point, twenty-seven five, and five, I believe, is that tiny number on my tiny window. Um, yeah, he is fundamentally the same player. Um, the problem, I mean, look, we don't have to relitigate anything about Kyrie's like actual um, psychological uh, state or his philosophies. Just know that whatever. Um, remember, he had to post that thing on Instagram. That apology that was like the thing. Like he guys he, were good. He posted the apology. Um, he deleted the apology uh, as he was traded to the Mavericks. So there's that. And so it's just sort of like, yes, congratulations. You now get to restart this cycle, um, if you so desire it. And yes, offensively in a game seven, love Kyrie in a game seven. Luka Doncic terrorized the Clippers, right? The bubbles. I think it was the bubble series. Um, hit a step back to win a playoff game. Incredible. I, I hope Joe good enough to make
1: those. I hope the owner of the Nets, Joe um shot confetti cannons in his office and and champagne (laughs) and celebrated like he won a championship when he successfully offloaded kyrie irving for anything of value like i i I honestly feel like he should feel like he this season was a success because he had this very talented player at one point in the season he had a talented player that could not play for him because of the things he was saying and doing and somehow he managed to get value back for him, and immediately he's doing things that suggest that this is gonna be a rocky ride, which we all knew because we ain't seen him not do stuff like this in a long time so and I keep hearing that he wants to get the max that's why he left, right? He's trying to get the max mm-hmm. it's you know what would help you it's like <laughs> just like shut off your socials and and say the right things and Part of me like appreciates that he's. I know,
0: I know, Dominique. I can hear you. I can hear you hating (sighs) what you're about to say because you more than anybody value convictions, principles over like the theater of being a good person. But holy man, yeah, it's it's just sort of like help me help you.
1: It's too far, (laughs) man. Like, I, I, that was one of the things like we, when Kyrie was being an anti vaxxer, he was like, all right. What's the price? I'll pay it, but I'm not getting a
0: vaccine. This other stuff, like. I know, uh, I know. Yeah, uh, so this is the this is the theater that Kyrie engages in. Again, he just says the word ecstatic. He's ecstatic about joining the Mavs, which is what he, uh, sorry, um, per Chris Haynes' sources, is what Kyrie has said, the word ecstatic. And um, there's just another great tweet from, I believe, Gary Washburn from when Kyrie joined the Celtics. And you will not be surprised to learn that the word he used to describe joining the Boston Celtics was ecstatic. And it's just like yeah, we we're probably we we're probably uh going to have the exact same thing again cuz it's happened over and over again. I just want to watch Kyrie <sighs> handle the
1: ball and make
0: I know, um, be the best left-handed layup dribbler teammates. of
1: yeah, all time. Was... Yeah. Man, you know you know, you know what we're saying right you. now? This is this is real shut up and dribble vibes we got have like literally <laughs> we are coming to where our forces we are combining. Did. To tell Kyrie to shut up and dribble, I've never been more ashamed and more right in the history of my life. (laughs) Uh.
2: All right, guys. So we should talk about the other team from that deal. And that's the Brooklyn Nets who still have all-time great Kevin Durant on their roster and a bevy of interesting role players, one of whom is Cam Thomas, who is now getting buckets. And my question to you all, do Cam Thomas's back-to-back 40-point games Change what you think the Nets should do before the trade deadline.
0: I should be clear about how little I knew about Cam Thomas oh, yeah, before he became the youngest player, the youngest person, Dominique, to have back-to-back forty-point games since LeBron James. And I had to be the thing. I had to be the guy who's like, okay, well, on the one hand, I'm like the insanity guy, so I of course believe in like the fact that just people are so terrible at scouting that they can just miss guys like this. Then I realized that Cam Thomas out of LSU was actually a first round pick last season. In 2021 and so it's like actually not totally surprising that he would be actually good if you gave him a shot and then i'm like well he's also cam thomas and i feel like in between there right take (laughs) the mean of all of those takes is like sixth man like which is awesome yeah i mean i i don't think
1: that back-to-back 40-point games is a fluke it's also not something that you can do consistently i think that he is much better than any of us knew he was because, as Pablo pointed out, we ain't know that he was before uh, the last <laughs> couple of nights. So, yes, he's a good piece. I don't think it should change their approach because their approach should have always been the same. They don't have a, a future. They don't. This is it. Their approach should be now. There's not there's like there are no assets. There's no um. there's no pathway to like planning for something else. You just don't have an option. The option right now is build around uh, – it's a go all-in, I think. This is very different than the Lakers situation. All-in may not work for them, but there is no other option for them given the way that they're uh, the, their draft capital and given uh, the age of Kevin Durant. Like, yeah, y'all got to build around Kevin Durant, which you have a reasonable structure around him right now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if there are some more options or more players that you can go get that will help you, you got to do it. Because you don't really have another choice,
0: no, they they should be all in on this season, and I say that because look if and this is presuming a key thing is that Kevin Durant is not behind the scenes like threatening to sit out games, and so we come to the part of the conversation that was the entire conversation a year ago. Will Kevin Durant sit out games, or will he actually play out the term of a four year contract that he has remaining? and so, ooh, wrote down a card here about. An offer? An offer of... So, the Nets plan to
2: offer the picks acquired in the Kyrie trade, which is a first-round pick from Dallas, as well as a bunch of second-round picks, as well as the Philadelphia 2023 first-rounder that they own to improve their roster before the deadline.
0: Yeah, and they should. I mean, look—the whole thing, they, the fact that they went and got those two players, Spencer Didwitty and Dorian Finney-Smith, indicates that they are trying to win right now. They did not prioritize the future draft picks; they prioritized the present. And if you can put together some stuff, we're going to say these Raptors names, these Raptors yeah, names, let's all, go raid all, the all the through the show. Yeah, that's it. We're going to raid the, the Raptors. Raptors. Go try and raid the Raptors. Yeah, that's the that's the
1: best. Uh, I mean, you have to have a player like Kevin Durant to win a championship. There's no reason to believe that you're going to find another player like that anytime soon. You're very close given that you have the hardest piece to find is that centerpiece player. You have one, you have him. So the idea that you can move him and get even more draft picks and like cross your fingers to find someone else who once you get him will not be ready immediately because that's just not how it works. It's going to be, if you manage to get someone as talented as he is, you're looking at four or five years out before you have a real chance at winning a title again, you got a guy who's in title playing condition right now. You have a bunch of role players. So like, if you think about it that way, that there are like three things that you need, you need a a true like number one, you need a true number two, and you need role players. They got the number one, they got the role players. If you can put together yep. a package to find a num- number two, then you're in there. Otherwise, like the chances are, you have to then go back to the drawing board and it's gonna be really hard to grab somebody else in the future
2: alabaster do not yell at me about
0: ben simmons right now that's what i have to do i'm sorry pablo Pablo,
2: this is the question so he obviously has a tough contract two years 80 million dollars left on it but that's the contract you need to get a secondary star given the fact that he is a borderline nba player at this point um and they have nick nick claxton who's their defensive stopper and can't play with ben simmons is there a way do you see a market for attaching Ben Simmons to those picks to get back a salary that can help Kevin Durant, who's playing maybe as well as, as he's ever played before injury? Truly unbelievable basketball uh, to be a
0: contender in the East. So in the NBA, right, just to, to explain how this works in the NBA, it's sort of like how you have to pay someone to come into your house and take your furniture you don't want out of it. So you have to incentivize someone to take on a bad thing yeah. by paying them to do it. Ben Simmons, as much as it pains me to say this, is that couch. He is, he has arguably the worst contract in the NBA. It's a max deal. And I don't think he is a borderline NBA player. I think he's an NBA player. He's just not a guy you can rely on to start games because he is not playing nearly enough. And I believe that to be a function of health and all the other Ben Simmons stuff, which I am too exhausted to yell about because I also don't have high ground in that conversation anymore. Um, and so what <laughs> we're left with is... Yeah, what the Nets are left with, a giant albatross that you have to wear around. And, you know, I, Alabaster, no, the answer is no. I don't think you can pay anybody to take that contract off of your hands. You would take back something that you absolutely would not want that mitigates the whole benefit of actually getting rid of him.
1: Yeah, it's, he was, he, I was going to say he was an asset at one point, but that feels like underselling what he was. At his peak, like he was a top tier defensive player and at least not an offensive liability at one point to get to the point where you can't beg somebody to take him is just devastating. And that was like the big piece that they got back when they sent James Harden packing, which James Harden went packing, presumably because Kyrie was there doing wild stuff. It's it's. A whole long line of sadness. Josiah, just celebrate that you Kyrie's out the building, <laughs> and, and just assume that everything else on on top of There's, this is
0: gravy. There is no. I, I feel like you have to get in the mindset of like anything that Ben gives you, and I have not because I am I am the person who believes that he is a serviceable NBA player with the potential of playing as well as an all star. I just can't convince anybody else of that. And that's the problem that the Nets also have. They cannot convince another team of that, and so it's just sort of like, hey, anything you get from him is gravy, but you're not gonna, you're not gonna move that deal, man. Yeah, there's just no way. But you have other players. The Nets are. And this is the difference between the Nets and the Lakers. Alabaster, like the Nets go, they have depth, right? Like Nick Claxton is really good. Seth Curry, a really good shooter. Um, Joe Harris is a useful player. Um, Go down the list, and it's just a bunch of roll guys. And, yeah, go get yourself, uh, go get, go get yourself a Raptor. <laughs> mm.
2: uh, get, I, w- I would love to see OG Ananobi on that team, for the record. They're asking for three first-round picks. That's what Brooklyn can trade. Uh, yep. Putting Claxton, DFS, Ananobi around Durant is mm.
1: switchable. Defensively. Length.
2: Yeah. Yeah, incredible.
1: That's, that's uh, going to be annoying as hell for Giannis. Defensively, I would think is the point in putting all of this together is it feels like a defensive lineup that would give Giannis some trouble if there is such a thing, and the offensive side of the ball is give it to KD. He'll make it work. What's
0: what's the biggest scandal Giannis has had? I feel like Giannis more than anybody else could just be out here passive aggressively emojiing things, and he's just he's just not. What was it? The time he made like a joke with his wife yeah, like on, thinking, on his yeah. birthday like, like that was it had
1: the easy button he was
0: yeah real real yep. real Let's easier than it has to be Pablo makes a joke easier that. than it has to be in the eastern <laughs> conference so we just spent a solid 25 minutes talking about tim couch um <sighs> go look him up on the internet if you want to find out why we did that but spencer is here on the record now and we have other topics to talk about that. You probably did expect to talk about today. Uh, it's
1: unfair what you did to Tim couch, because if I'm hearing this show, I'm assuming that he did something stupid, which I guess maybe possibly. Well, so. yeah, okay. It, it's
3: not a crime to be swole.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh man. All right. Alabaster. All right, guys. Um, do you think it's a big deal that Sean Payton is no longer allowing Russell Wilson's quarterback coach in the facility?
0: So Sean Payton had this presser uh, in front of the assembled media in Denver in which he established that he is the new sheriff in town. And you may wonder, didn't, I guess, in this metaphor, the outlaw that this sheriff is hunting, didn't he invite that sheriff in? Wasn't he so excited about this sheriff? And the answer is yes. Russell Wilson saw Sean Payton as his savior, his guy. And yet, because of the personal staff (laughs) that Russell Wilson has apparently had, uh, thanks to Nat Hackett, Sean Payton has to lay down the law. And he said this, that's foreign to me, not going to take place, unfamiliar with it. Our staff will be here, our players will be here, and that will be it. And I hope Russell Wilson isn't hurt by this, but I have to imagine that like uh, some of this is both the performance of being the law and the other part of it is actually like everybody hating the arrangement from last year in a very real way.
1: I've read the quotes before, <laughs> I read the quotes before I saw him say it. And reading it makes it feel worse slightly to me because it seemed like he he did a good job. What, what bothered me about it initially was it felt like he came out of his way to take a shot at Russell Wilson. It doesn't feel like that at all when you watch it. It feels like he was like, he took all the strength in his body to not reveal how disgusted he was by the idea. Sean Payton is an old school. Bill Parcells, hard ass disciple coach. And the idea that someone outside of your coaching staff is in the building influencing your players is some new school that he is not here for. And you could see him just roiling inside of him was a rage that he managed to tamp down. And I thought his the way he handled it was honestly like pretty tactful, because what he wanted to say was a lot more profane. So yeah, I mean, I think Overall, he's the coach of the entire team, and they paid him like he is the centerpiece there and the entire yes. team, I think, would uh respond well to this new sheriff in town behavior because they they did not feel sufficiently sheriffed by the previous administration, and they didn't have any success. So I think that there was probably a good bit of resentment for Russell Wilson amongst the players, which is gonna lead on other things. Like, why are we doing special things for this guy who can't even play? So, yeah, this is probably a good step in the right direction.
3: Oh, I like this because now we get to go ahead and invoke his alias. Dangerous. Dangerous. (laughs) Mr. Mm. Unlimited. The outlaw, Russell Wilson. The last person on earth I would cast as being a rebel or an upstart (laughs) in any way. I do think this. As much as I loathe stories of the head coach coming in,
2: Laying down the yeah. law, he's oh. gonna
3: do it. Like you can see, there's certain reporters who, when this happens, right, like their bootlicking tendencies just go to 150. They're like, "Ooh, he came in here and he told them a declarative <laughs> sentence. He said they were going to have jobs and get paychecks. <laughs> I love it. Like that's <laughs> I uh, if you get excited over that stuff, I'm a little suspicious of you and your entire way of being. However, I will say this. It makes sense if you're Sean Payton and you go, so you have a QB coach. Uh-huh. How's that working for you? <laughs> yeah, Right. How? What's the effect right. on your overall game? We might want to reexamine that. Even if it wasn't a blanket law, I might want to look at that relationship and say, might be a fine QB coach. Probably not the match for you based on the evidence so far.
0: yeah Yeah, the evidence being that the broncos had the worst offense in the nfl by points per game um Mm -hmm. and i do i do i do think it's fair we all sort Mm -hmm. of feel um the queasiness of like celebrating a quote that is yeah catnip to the reporters who want to give a pound Mm -hmm. to an iron fist right like yeah (laughs) love it love this uh but but you know Spencer, um, David, mentioned Bill Parcells before. I believe he name-checked Parcells like four times in this presser, mm-hmm. which does not feel accidental. Yeah. This is clearly his strategy in terms of like both introducing himself to the public <laughs> and perhaps internally. Is that just, by the way, are you just waving the I'm going to be a
3: flag if you're like Parcells, 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 prepare, right? Like, and I'm saying this, I would say this to Bill Parcells and he would agree with me be like, yeah, yeah, that's coming
1: yeah uh i yeah i the more we talk about it, the more upset I get with the position that i'm on like i would <laughs> I, I would mm-hmm. like to not be on the side of you're right of like hierarchy and military it realistic. says a lot about yeah. the story yeah it it's goes. like mm-hmm. yeah it does it, it it says a lot about how bad they were, and to be yeah. to be completely transparent is there's nothing that comes above winning for most of these coaches, and I do think if there was some reason that these extra coaches in the building gave Sean Payton some belief that they would be more successful, he'd bring those in immediately. But I think Mm -hmm. the point Pablo made is the right one. Yeah, this ain't working. You gotta go and there's a short short leash on the like new agey stuff that if if it's not immediately successful, oh, it's gone. We're going back to no water breaks, immediately junction boys. (laughs) That's how we win by trying to kill ourselves. (laughs)
3: I mean, where was Russell Wilson thriving in Seattle where it was? What do we do on first down run? What do we do on second down run right to the
1: same spot? (laughs) That's no, cut me deep. You cut me deep.
0: Mm. Mm. You have Dominique carrying the water that Sean Payton (laughs) will not provide to his players on a hot summer day during OTAs. OTAs
1: OTAs so much fun. By the way,
0: (laughs) Sean Payton, but just just so just it's on the record, right? Like Sean Payton, I'm um, not opposed to an to an off to an off the <laughs> books uh, program, right? That's like tri- he's willing what? to Yo. do things yeah, yeah. that are I, not necessarily on. Why record. do you say that? Oh uh, no, no reason.
3: He had oh, to take really? a break
1: from the NFL because he was bountying. So, <laughs>
3: what's a step?
0: What's he a step was too, too far? NFL
3: that. To
1: the NFL. Yes. Yeah, that, yep. Oh, my goodness. Uh, glad he's back though. Yeah, good. he, yeah. I mean, yeah, to be fair to Sean Payton, good
0: coach, uh, Saints were the only team doing that. Mm. Oh, i you, you ever accepted. Has wait a minute, Dominique Foxworth. Huh? This is we're gonna go Frost Nixon real quick here, Spencer. Right. Dominique Foxworth, have you mm. ever accepted a bounty to I was intentionally a, a, injure another NFL player?
1: I was a one hundred seventy-five pound cornerback. That was so. I'm hearing yes. <laughs> I'm hearing yes. <laughs> that was, that not was not my game. No. My, my <laughs> game was not hurting people. <laughs> I was just not what I was out there to do. So <sighs> I'm hearing quiet assassin. I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah. The undersized torpedo. There you go. I tried. <laughs> I mean, even if there was no money to be made, I was trying. It just wasn't working.
3: Yeah. But that's okay. Sean, Sean Payton's going to get him in line. Which is what he needs to do. He's going to get him playing the right way. Oh, change the
1: culture. <laughs> First thing we got to do, mm-hmm. change, change, change the culture. Right? Change, change the culture. Change nice. <laughs> the what is, what is the new culture going to be?
2: I kind of think they need to change the culture. Oh, they, they yeah. sucked last year. Okay. I'm glad
3: someone said it. Thank you. and
1: Yeah, that was really impressive the way you really dug into the intricacies of what was wrong with that team and you solved them. Nice. You
2: want to coach?
0: Yeah, I hadn't thought about it before.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I care a lot. So I think I could try and fix that part. Um, <laughs> let's also, move by on. the way,
3: like, like, also, one more thing, by the way, this is how I end up on the authoritarian side of things. Who's on the other side? Russell Wilson. Yeah. You're like, ah, yeah. I got to go
1: over here. I think the most shocking thing is not that we're on this side is that Russell's not. Like, he just strikes me as someone who is like very Absolutely. much uh, a, a willing
0: middle manager, but right now somehow he is he is a a rebel in this case russell wilson is such a willing middle manager that he was employing privately a middle manager outside of the middle management he was he wanted more management he had coaches and he's like no you know what i need i need more
1: oppression from above you know what's cooler than a million coaches a
0: billion coaches
3: (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah this is this is by the way where Sean Payton uh, quietly buys him off with like a stapler and a PowerPoint presentation. He's like, I have a PowerPoint presentation uh, for you. And, I, and Russell's like, <gasps>
1: Is there a quarterback that would love a PowerPoint more than Russell? I don't think so. I think no. Russell,
0: yeah. Absolutely Loves not. It. Absolutely not. All right, Allie, what you got? I mean, question. Yeah. I mean, you love PowerPoints, obviously. You're flowcharting us to this next topic as hard as you've ever had before. Uh, An unsuccessful jump pass let's move on
2: um based on his comments on his oh, podcast gosh. and uh, and on Colin Coward do you think Tom Brady will definitely stay
0: retired no <laughs> and I went into this before I heard it I had to read it first like Dominique I had read this thing before I heard it and this is the quote I've loved my time so he was asked is there like a 1% chance you would ever come back? And he says to Colin Coward, quote, I've loved my time in football. It's absolutely an incredible love in my heart to make decisions like that, but it's certainly the right time, end quote. And you may notice in that quote, a lack of an answer um, of any kind. And this is exactly what chat GBT would have generated for what would Tom Brady <laughs> say if he was asked, is he ever going to actually come back and play football?
1: Oh no! I mean, so the one thing just
0: for the podcast audience, audience,
1: I don't respect you, so I Mm -hmm. won't explain what you missed. Go to YouTube (laughs) jerks. But I will say one thing about Tom Brady: don't be a coward. Move your hand. (laughs) Yeah, no.
0: (laughs) Be one hundred percent champion. Yeah, 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 I mean, don't be a coward.
1: Move your hand.
0: And I thought you were clutch. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Would he come back? Like I think Tom Brady is certainly going to be working out and lurking around for the end of the season when uh, a team like the Jets were last year. If that pops up again, there's a team that is obviously very good but do not have the player they need to take them over the top. I could see him jumping in or there's an injury on some other team. I could see him jumping in, which is <laughs> – so beneath tom brady but it doesn't matter to him because he doesn't care it's like um you have a romantic comedy and the the guy at the end is willing to degrade himself to any level to show the the impersonal other side that he truly truly loves them and doesn't care what anybody mm. thinks about him doesn't care what it, anyone says about him only thing he wants is you baby and that you is football and imaginary tom brady is not gonna haul through the airport in his underwear to get on that plane or to get in front of mm-hmm. that plane to stop football from flying back home to her hometown <laughs> boyfriend is outrageous. Tom Brady will lay on the runway in his expensive underwear to stop football from flying back home.
0: Well, I want Spencer, I am now concerned mm-hmm. that Tom Brady is going to end up sending like uh, problematic DMs to football now. <laughs> yeah. It's just sort of like, dude, take a hint, man. Like, mm-hmm. this is, this is getting weird. Just, um, text,
1: just pictures of Don't text of him, football. <laughs> just picture of him, uh, doing three-step drops in the
0: sand. Like, right, check this mm-hmm. out, football. <laughs> this could be you. Oh, you want me to move my, you want me to move my hand, huh? <laughs> check this. You up. You up at 3 a.m. All
3: to football's main <laughs> account. That is correct. How many days are we into? Yeah, with, with the point. With the point. A slow and the bump. hand up. Yeah. Um. Uh, how many days into his uh, retirement are we? Are we still single digit? Yeah, I we're think
0: so. uh, they we're digit. less than a week. Uh, less than uh, a yeah, week. It, it yeah, was on, a it week. was on
1: the first day of Black History Month. Just something I can't <laughs> seem to ever forget. <laughs> <laughs> Twice, <laughs> Twice. back you back, you all, back to back Black History Months. He wanted could, to kick could, them both off. Give you yeah. Could give you all three hours. Yeah, I can't. Man, couldn't give you all three hours. Back to back, year after year. He's like,
3: you know what? Mm-hmm. What's today? Hmm. One week later, <laughs> underwear. That's what I'm saying. He he, he has been <sighs> retired a week, and he's posting underwear selfies. He's going
1: back. <laughs> That's rough. As people,
3: uh, he's not staying retired.
1: Didn't people, like, get upset at Aaron Rodgers for, like, um trying to take over the draft at one point by, like, ha- uh what did he? Oh, he was, like, the trade conversation one year around the draft. And he was, like, hey, Aaron Rodgers is trying to make the draft about him. Tom Brady took a picture in his drawers and put it on the internet on Super Bowl week,
0: Mm -hmm. which is, which is why Aaron Rodgers counter by telling Pat McAfee that he's going to be, I believe sitting in a total darkness in a room for four days straight to contemplate his uh, future with the Green Bay Packers. I'm so surprised at how much I love Aaron Rodgers now (laughs) in my life. Like
1: we can go back to when Aaron Rodgers was anti-vaccine and I was infuriated with him but he's done nothing but bring, bring joy to me ever since then and i i defend him on every platform now i take his side against the packers and i will i will fight both of you if you want to make jokes about aaron rogers <laughs> and his new like religious i guess it, new I don't a, know, new age? Spirit, spiritual new age, off seasons little we're, yeah yeah we are spelled
3: yeah, no, no judgment there. I'm just saying he's reinventing being a Wisconsinite when he's like, "I'm gonna spend four days in a dark room." I'm like, so's everyone else in Green Bay. They spent three months in a dark room. It's they, called winter. But
1: they don't have a choice. Aaron, you have a choice. Why are you
0: doing? No, it? Aaron, just
3: rebranding. And making more expensive uh. the fact of being a wisconsinite in the summer he's gonna be like i'm just gonna go to a lake
0: sit in a boat and think
3: you're <laughs> like yeah that's what everyone else in wisconsin does in the summer
0: oh, man. i i gotta admit i as soon as i read this um right what fascinated. did we i don't even think we've fully explained what he's doing oh so so aaron Rodgers, when you're plunged into total darkness apparently you begin to hallucinate in ways that resemble the experience of dmt aka the the God particle. Um, aka a thing that you should also uh, fall into a rabbit hole for um on, on mm-hmm. the internet. But the point is that Aaron Rodgers, this is my favorite detail, I think Aaron Rodgers will be in this tiny room and there will be two slots on the door for like food. <laughs> so the question is, of course, like, well, well, how do you get your food? Well, of course you get them in a you, you you put them in a slot and Aaron Rodgers is eating sadly, um, or perhaps uh revelatorily, uh yeah, his ham sandwich or whatever it is in yeah. pitch black. I I
1: didn't know this was a thing until like last season of Atlanta I saw that they were doing this like sensory deprivation chamber Mm -hmm. stuff, which Yeah. I'm I'm hesitant to be judgmental of all this stuff because he's finding meaning and purpose and happiness and he's not hurting anybody. Oh. And you are joining of darkness. Welcome to yeah. your
3: DMT experience.
1: Yeah. And so, I mean, go ahead, man. Like, it's people, religious people have believed crazier stories than what Aaron Rodgers is cooking up. So, I mean, if this is True. making him happier, by all means, Aaron, lock yourself in a closet. I don't know. Do do mushrooms. Uh, read the the stars. Do all the stuff. I'm with you, Aaron. Do your thing.
3: I have a question for Pablo. What's the longest you've ever
1: played a single video game? And which
0: video game was it? Oh, it's definitely Grand Theft Auto, um, San Andreas. Um, But the thing with the problem that I'm describing is that I never actually play the video game. I just wander around. And cause havoc. I'm just a terrorist. Um, I've done (laughs) that for, I don't know how long, days at a time. That's
3: fine. That's fine. Now, do you feel bad about that experience? Because I'm gonna tell you, the man blessed with the most athletic skills at the position of quarterback, and I'm holding this up, podcast listeners. He with given free time is doing this, posing in <laughs> his underwear on the internet. You play GTA four. I just want to compliment you on your life choices. I think you're spending your leisure time a little bit better. Oh, also, you could do that until you hallucinated, and that would be a spiritual experience. <laughs> I'm not in discounting fact, that, did that happen. either that both did come close are the to same
1: yes oh gosh so he's coming back okay get excited he's coming guys. back he's coming back yeah. he's coming back they're both coming mm-hmm. back
0: yeah uh we're not coming I back i tried to i did try to go okay. into a separate sensory deprivation um it oh, was you at did. the new museum in manhattan i got online and um uh, when i got there they explained that they had to shut it down because on um, the first day of the tank um. someone tried to, like, grab um, another person's privates. And I was like, well, this is why we can't have nice things. So, this is why um, you're not, like, alone in there? Tank. You're not alone in there? They put oh, a bunch no. of people in one tank?